Everybody, we are live this morning. How is everyone? We are on davidhevener.tv. Hey, everybody out there in .tv land. Uh, if you're not a member, go to davidhevener.tv. I hope you're with us this morning on our platform. Uh, we're with you via YouTube and uh, on Rumble and uh, Facebook. Yep. And uh, we're on uh, Twitter. Are we on Twitter? Yeah, I got Shanita here with me. Good morning. <clears throat> Good morning. We are in Bloomington, Indiana, on the road, uh, uh, taking the gospel to all ends of the world, starting with Indiana today. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Um, happy Mother's Day. You say, David, hang on for a second. Um, my kids are grown. You're still a mother. My kids, God forbid, have passed away. You're still a mother. David, I, I, I've never had children. You're still a mother. You are still every woman, and this is what we're going to talk about today. Every woman, whether you have a biological child or not, every woman is a mother. All right. Matter of fact, every Christian, Christian should be a mother. And we're going to tie this in to faith without works is deadly. Mothers are the perfect, perfect representation of Christianity. I'll say that again. Mothers are the perfect representation of Christianity. We're going to walk through this. So, Shanita, how are you this morning? I'm very delighted. You're, you're a mother. Come on a little closer. Here. Sit next to me. You're a mother, and uh, you're a mother of six children. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm very, very thankful for an amazing upbringing. I'm thankful for my mother, for the heritage of my grandmothers, and I'm thankful you and for our six children yeah and i know looking at at shanita you're going how in the world could she birth six human beings especially if you look she's small you know and i'm sure that people say the same thing about you guys and the reason i bring this up is when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing for god he takes care of you he takes care of you and beauty mm -hmm. is not just what you see on the physical well, it's not hardly anything on the physical. It is the beauty of the spiritual, what's inside of you, all right? What's the most important thing about being a mother? Of all the six kids you've raised, and we still have one 16-year-old, what is the key thing to being a mother? To being Christ-like. To being Christ-like. Mm -hmm. To implanting in them the principles of Christ. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Love you. Yes. Implanting in children, in children, the principles of Christ. This is not just our children. This is we as God's children, because we are God's children, carrying forth the gospel, implanting the truth within God's children. I want to make sure we're on all of our platforms. Are we, are we doing... Uh, yeah, TV is on. Rumble will work on that for next week. 
Right, and uh, we've got um, uh, Tube, Tube, yes, and uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter. We on Twitter this morning. So good to be with you guys. All right, uh, and we're kind of waiting for everybody to come in. We consider this again our church uh, meeting here. I take it seriously every week, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, people join us from all over the world because we ask God to give us to give us a word, give us His word, not my word. We pray that uh, through me and through you and through chat and through our prayers that God is going to allow us to leave on a different level, a higher level than which we came in. And that's what we pray for this morning. We thank you, Father, for being here. I thank you for each and every person. Let it be your words, not ours. Your way, not ours. Your will, not ours. In Jesus' name. Mother's Day. My mother, she didn't show a lot of affection. She's a pretty stern woman. Her father, my grandfather, was an alcoholic. And I, I assume, you know, if you look at this thing from the natural, from the carnal, any psychiatrist would say, well, my mother, talking about my mother, David, was emotionally abandoned. Therefore, she couldn't connect to you, David. It was though it was hard for your mother to show affection because, well, her father, my grandfather, didn't show affection to her. Now, in the natural, that's true. But I'm going to explain something to you in the spiritual. In the natural, my mother, it's correct that I don't remember her hugging me when I was a little boy. I don't remember her being gentle and smiling and kissing me and caressing me as a little boy. I, I don't remember that. Maybe that's why I crave so much affection from my wife today. But that's in the natural, folks. Maybe you've had a mother. Maybe you've had a father. I don't want to just talk about mothers. I want to talk about parenthood. I want to talk about your father. Maybe you had a mother that wasn't there, that was broken, that was addicted, uh, that had an addiction. Maybe you had a mother that was abusive toward you. I had that situation. But let me tell you something. I want to talk to you in the spiritual. We need to take the physical and move it out of the way. In the spiritual, my mother always had my back. At the end of the day, when everybody had dropped, when there was no hope, and the only person I could look to would be God, I knew I could turn to my mother. She was always there. Maybe not the way I wanted it to be, but she always took care of me. My mother, I felt like, I think I can say this, she was willing to die for me. Times are tough. You're sitting there at the table. And you've got four hungry children. You and your husband, there's six people and you've got five pieces of chicken. The mother is the one who said, I'm not hungry anymore. I don't need to eat. The mother is the one who's up all night nursing that baby. 
with some kind of supernatural strength that it's hard for us to understand and imagine. It can only come from heaven. God implants in mothers a supernatural ability to take care of her children. The supernatural ability is so godlike because it is the same kind of power, the same kind of love that God has for his children. You see, you have to understand, folks, in the spiritual, there is no man, woman. It is a spirit. God is a father. God is a mother. God is a caretaker. It's the spiritual I'm talking about. I know there's many of you out there listening this morning at your relationship with your mother, whether she's still here or gone on to be with the Lord or, or passed away. You say, David, I'm hurting. I'm still broken. My mother wasn't there. This morning, we're going to pray for a healing for you. For all of you out there that are dealing with the brokenness of your, of your relationship with your mother, whether she's still here or not here. There's some of you out there saying, David, my mother is gone. I'm still hurting. My mother left about five months ago. And every time I start talking about her, every time I start like today's Mother's Day, it's the first day I've spent without my mother in all of these years. And maybe you're in the same place. But what would your mother want to leave you with? She would want to leave you with the same spirit, the same love, the same tenacity, the same power that she had in her when she raised you. She wants to give that to you so you can now use that for the kingdom of God, whether you have children or not. And like I said, it doesn't matter if you have a biological child. If you're a Christian, if you're a follower of God, if you're one of his children, you have many children out there. They're God's children. Being at my mother's funeral, I preached a eulogy. I've preached many eulogies, and I want to talk about your eulogy this morning. What would it be on your tombstone? What would be your eulogy? What would people say about you if you were to pass away right now and we held your memorial tomorrow? Good morning, Betty. Good morning, DVK2. But what would be on your eulogy? I want you to put that in chat. Let me know if you have any in chat that what people want on their eulogy. Hmm. If you don't put it in chat, I want you to write it down. You say, David, I want to be known as a, as a truth seeker. I want to be known as a truth teller. I want to be known as a mighty warrior of God. Or I want to be known as a prayer warrior or an encourager. What is it? Write it down. What do you want on your eulogy? Because, folks, whatever you want on your eulogy, whatever God has placed in you, is for the most part your commission. It's what God gave you before you were born. But the question is, are you living that? 
is what's on your eulogy where you are right now. I have to ask myself the same question. If we could have in us the spirit of motherhood, the spirit of willing to give up that piece of chicken so that everyone can be fed, the willing to take our, our shirt off our back in the middle of a freezing cold winter so we can clothe our child, the willingness to walk for miles for a loaf of bread or a gallon of milk or some medicine through snow and rain and hail and sleet, walk through fire. That's what a mother does. If we can have that kind of spirit to walk through fire, to do for God what mothers do for us. That's happy Mother's Day. And we say, Father, today we give honor to the earthly mothers, but today we also give honor to you, Father, because your character as a father is the same as you implanted in mothers. You go all the way for us. You're willing to die for us. Father, you put yourself in the body of a man, all man, all God. You hung on a cross with each and every one of our names on your mind. Your, our names crossed your mind as we hung, as you hung on that cross. And as tears flowed down your face from the pain and the loneliness of being separated from heaven. You thought of us as your DNA, every drop of blood. The drop of blood had our name on it, our DNA. That's good. Good morning. Sorry. Happy Mother's Day. I find that very odd that of all the places in the world that we could be broadcasting, and this is a vast area here that we would have someone pulling back of us. Okay, let's get back to mothers. Let's get back to mothers. It's Mother's Day. You're a mother. You have the the spirit of God in you, and that spirit of God was placed in you by God. I want to talk about your deeds now. I want to talk about my deeds. I want to talk about our deeds. Faith without deeds it's not just useless. Faith without deeds is deadly. Why? Because if we have no deeds to match our faith, and I'm not talking about going out and, and feeding a homeless person. I'm talking about a deed that's a risk. I'm talking about risking something.
I'm talking about to the point where you have no other choice but to follow God. I'm not talking about what church you go to. I'm not talking about, that's not a deed, Shanita, getting up and going to church every Sunday. That is not the deed that I'm talking about. I'm talking about risking. Risking. You see, folks, when you speak truth, God sends angels and God sends demons. And we'll find out exactly what's going on right now. All right? We're talking about a deed. What is your deed? Your deed is your commission, your assignment in life. It's the passion that you have. Before you were born, God gave you this. He gave you this assignment. And the question is, is your assignment that he gave you, is that part of your eulogy? Is that what you want on your tombstone? Is that what I want on my tombstone? And even more important, is it what you are doing right now? Is it what I am doing right now? Are we living up to that assignment God gave us to what is on our tombstone? But a deed is not a deed unless there's a risk. A deed is not a deed unless there is a risk. Shanita, who we have in chat this morning? Lorianne is here, Diane's here, Marjorie, Linda, Lisa, Wendy, Rob, Darkosis, Betty, Shelly, DBK. Thank you all for being here and thank you for your Mother's Day blessings. Pam, we welcome Thank you for your prayers. Yep. Thank you, everybody. God bless you all. Appreciate you being here. I really do. Uh, pray for protection. Pray for our protection. Um, uh, that's right. Uh, we will protect you, David, with our sword, the spirit, and call down. Hey, amen. Amen on that. Amen on that. Uh, living proof, folks. This is living proof. What you're seeing right now before your eyes is living proof. We uh, are in a spiritual battle of angels and demons. We'll see how this plays out um, and exactly what the agenda is and exactly what's behind it. But this happens to me 99% uh, of the time. I'm very used to it. Uh, as you can see on a lot of my past videos, I've had when I've uh, been broadcasting, especially from this particular car, I was broadcasting from a cop car that I bought that had a lot of demons in it. I, I had a camera fly across off the tripod, fly across the the car. Uh, it was clear, clearly a demonic activity. Um, I walked up to, to counters at uh, a, a car rental companies trying to rent a car so I could get to a speaking engagement. I was going to preach and I had computers shut down. Literally, the guy looked at me and said, sir, I've never had this happen. All of our computers shut down. Folks, this is a war of angels and demons. That's what you and I are dealing with right now. It's a spiritual battle. All right. Let's talk about uh, risk. Let's talk about risk. Let's go to James 2.14.26. 2.14.26. Get your Bibles out, James 2.14.26. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? 
In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not uh, accompanied by action, is dead. Angels have commissions. Angels have missions. Angels have assignments. If they did not step up to the plate, you and I would not have the protection. Also, demons have assignments. Demons have a mission. They're always out to accomplish it. Folks, you and I have a mission. God's given us a mission. Verse 18, but someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. And what does it mean to risk something? It means that you look at your, uh, uh, your commission, your assignment in life, you see what that is, and then you go about doing it. You be about your father's business. Because when you do, God will ask you to risk almost everything you have. Because without that, what is, what, what's faith? Folks, if he tells you to do something and you need a million dollars to do it and he just drops it in your lap, where's the faith? There's no faith to that. If he says to you, I have a commission for you and, and you're going to do it from a, a really nice house over here on the hill and he just gives you the house, there's no faith in that. Faith is trusting in things you cannot see. Now, he will give you that house if you have faith. He will give you that money, that provision, if you have faith. Verse 20, you foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deed is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see what his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled and says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's friend. You want to be God's friend? Look around. You don't see a lamb to sacrifice. But you know you need something. And God's saying give up one of the most precious things to you. In Abraham's case, it was his only son. In your case, it could be your only something or other else. But you got to give it up. Whatever that is, you have to give it up. God wants to know that he's the most important thing in your life. And the only way God's going to know if he's the most important thing in your life is if you show him through deeds. So can I explain to you all what just happened? Now that I think we're talking demonic warfare here. And I'm going to explain something to you. Now, I'm not talking about this gentleman individually. So we're not going to talk about a person's character. We're going to talk about angels and demons. What you just saw right now, you witnessed. And this is not a, this is not a movie. I didn't pay him to pull up at this time. I, I had no idea what he was going to do. But I'm going to, I'm going to analyze this so that when it happens to you, 
I think you might have a better understanding. If this was an angel, if this was an angel that pulled up in back of me, and by the way, I'm in a vast parking lot. I'm talking this thing could be a mile long and there's nobody around here. And so for him to pull up right in back of the camera, get out and walk, that is supernatural, folks. That ain't natural, all right? So let me explain to you what I think happened. If this was an angel, then when he was here, my, um, there'd be a testimony to that, meaning he'd be here to protect me or guide me, which means that when he was here, something would have happened and you would have seen a supernatural hedge of protection. That didn't happen. I believe that this was a demonic move because this gentleman stood not more than 10 feet from me wanting to hear what I was saying. As a matter of fact, when I was preaching, all of a sudden my carnal mind kicked in and said, David, don't say too much. Be careful what you're saying. And God said, you speak the truth. And that's when I started talking about demons. When I started talking about demons, I saw him look over at me. Now, I'm not talking about the man's character. I'm talking about in the spiritual world, demons, Satan uses people. Now, whether this man was saved or not, I don't know. But I know this is the word of God. I know this is something you need to hear. I need to hear because of what's happening. Last week, I had a wind come out of nowhere and blow the camera over. You saw that last Sunday, folks. We're in a spiritual battle. All right, so when this, this thing happens to you, don't cave in if it's a demon. You keep preaching the word of God. Matter of fact, God told me, he said, you preach against those demons. Because I believe that was demon activity in back of us. All right, enough, enough of that. Okay, uh, verse 24. You see that a person is con persons considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? Folks, Rahab was a prostitute. You say, I want to be righteous with God, David. But I want to go to church. I want to fast. I want to pray. I'm a good person. But what about Rahab? She was a prostitute. She was considered a righteous. Why? Because she stepped up and did something. She, do you understand that if she would have gotten caught, she risked everything to do what God told her to do. She risked everything. And she was a prostitute. So it doesn't matter who you are, where you've come from, even what you're into now, as long as you turn away from it and repent, you can't keep doing what you're doing without repenting. You say, David, I keep slipping. It's all, I, okay, slip. We all slip. But repent, repent, repent. God is saving you. I'm talking about from the uh, dirty, uh, from the cost of addiction, from the cost of sin. Verse 26 says, the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Folks, it's dead. I don't want to hear about faith. Don't talk to me about it. 
Preachers want to talk about faith here on Sunday morning. I don't want to hear them talk about faith. I want to hear them talking about deeds and not deeds about feeding the homeless or digging a well or nothing wrong with that. I'm talking about give up everything you have, risk it all for God. Somebody says, I give 10%. Really? You give 10%? I say you give 100. What? Give 100% of what you have, whether it's money, time, thoughts, your career, your talents. Give 100% to God. Give it. It belongs to him anyway. Give it to him. Now, you're the manager, you're the steward, but you give it to God. You're not ultimately responsible for it anymore. Once you give it to God, he will tell you how to divide it up. That's why people are getting old, Shanita, and they're dying. That's why when people retire, you ever notice somebody gets old and they start retiring? They just seem to die. Do you know why? No purpose? Yeah, no purpose. They say, well, I'm old. I'm 70. I'm 65. I'm 80. I've earned my badge. I can sit back here on my lawn chair and, you know, drink my uh, whatever it is you drink. I don't need to do anything. It's over, really. We expect to die because if you're not doing anything for God, don't tell me you have faith if you have no deeds. When people get older, they should get bolder. Ooh, I like that. When people get older, they should get bolder. Listen to me, you old geyser. You should be wiser. Gray hair, it's a sign of wisdom. Well, I'm not sure why I have the gray hair. I'm praying for God's wisdom. Folks, don't get old and die. Get older and bolder. Don't age in a cage. Age with rage. Get out and be outrageous for God. Do something crazy. I want everybody here to do something crazy this week. And next week on Sunday, I want you to chat and tell me what you did that was crazy. But now you got people sitting on their little eggs wanting to hatch it, uh, you know, their, their mundane religious activity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. But no wonder people are sick. I go to these churches on Sunday nights sometimes, very seldom. And it's a pity party. Everybody's praying for everybody else's cancer. Shanita makes me ill. Nothing wrong with praying for people. Do something. Get up and and command a healing. Sit there and whine to God. God's not interested in a bunch of whiners. Complain about our problems. Reason is because we need our mission to be bigger than our problem. We need to have something in our life we're doing for God that's so big that we don't see our problem anymore. Think about it. You wake up in the morning, you don't have on the mind of Christ. You're not thinking about the mission God's given you. You're not thinking about the assignment. You're thinking about your problem. I'm thinking about my problem, of course. But start thinking big, folks.
God's given you a big assignment. Why? It's Mother's Day. Mothers have a big assignment. Your assignment is go out to the children of God and preach the truth. Do you understand? Preach the truth. All right, Shanita, who do we have in chat? What's going on? Well, you'd ask for what's going to be on your eulogy. Mm -hmm. And I see one from Diane saying she was a mother to kitties. A, a Diane? <laughs> mother to kitties. There you go. Being kind to animals. You know, King David, he had his animals. In the Bible, all through the Bible, people were responsible for their animals. Be kind to your animals. Take care of your animals. Any other? And we're welcoming John from the Wales. Uh, John, oh, from Wales. John from Wales. Yes. And John says, Moses was of retirement age. Abraham was older. Yeah, John. They didn't. No. No, they didn't retire. Noah didn't retire. If he did, you wouldn't be here. Neither would I. We'd be floating underneath a bunch of water. You wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here if if Moses retired or Abraham retired. Don't retire. There's, it's not in the Bible. Thank you, John of Wales. I appreciate that. John, you're not in the belly of a whale, are you? Over there in Wales. I've always wanted to go to Wales, but... Bella has a testimony from, yeah, Bella. from Saskatchewan. Yesterday there was a chemtrail. Okay. And she prayed for it to be neutralized. And about an hour later, looked up and there was a huge cloud oh. that looked like an angel. And that took out the face that had a demonic face. Wow. Praise God. So Bella said there was a chemtrail up in the sky, I guess somewhere in Canada. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. And she prayed and all of a sudden uh, demons showed up demons showed up in the uh in the form of a cloud and obliterated the chemtrail folks we can pray against the demonic attacks that they're trying to lay on us okay these these different viruses and and the chemtrails and we can pray against that all right okay i love you guys okay so um shanita do we have any prayer requests this morning I guess the other phrase report I wanted to mention yeah. was um, Lisa, who has been betrayed by those close to her, but she's chosen to forgive them. So I'm praying that God will give you all the blessings of being obedient to him and experience the rewards of forgiveness. And that was Lisa? Amen. I want to play you a little song I wrote for my wife and I wrote for my mother, my wife's mother. And, I'm, and I want to sing it for you, and I want to dedicate it to you, okay? To all the mothers and the fathers out there. Proverbs 31, woman. She don't have much education. She never earned her degree. But you'll find more wisdom in her little fingers than all the universities. She has no fortune or fame, you won't see a name in fashion magazines. But if you ask any angel up in heaven, they'll tell you they'd give anything for her wings. Cause she's a Proverbs 31 woman. 
Heaven's homecoming queen When you take this poor boy by the hand You make him feel like a king Oh, you're my Proverbs 31 woman You're everything I'll ever need Proverbs 31 woman you bring the tightest to man out in me she's early to rise late to bed she works hard all day long and sometimes it rains but you never complain oh your faith is strong there's two things that I'd like to say to my Lord when I get to heaven above. Thank you for sending sweet Jesus and Proverbs woman to love. Oh, you're my Proverbs 31 woman. You're heaven's homecoming queen. You take this poor boy by the hand. You make me feel like a king. I love you, Proverbs 31. Woman. I want to shout it out to the world. Oh, Proverbs 31. Woman. I love you're my Proverbs 31 girl. Proverbs 31 woman. Thank you, God, for making them. Thank you, Lord, for every, every person here. Whether you're a man or a woman, you are a Proverbs 31 woman. Listen to me. People have put you down. They've laughed at you. Maybe you don't have a lot of money. You're not popular. They've ridiculed you. They've censored you. Your family shuts you out. Listen to me. If you're walking with God, which I know you are, you are a Proverbs 31 woman. You're God's perfect model for a woman. You want to see these models and these actors on television that people say are so beautiful and they have fame and fortune. These are not Proverbs. This is not God's model for a woman folks i'm not saying that every actress that you see doesn't know the lord i don't know their heart but i'm telling you you do not judge by the looks you don't look you know on television and say i could never be that person you're right you can never be and nor do you ever want to be god looks at the beauty inside of you because you are a proverbs 31 woman and he loves you. He has not abandoned you. God is with you today. He's with you tonight, tomorrow, forever. God does not abandon you, though we feel like he has. God does not abandon his mothers. God is always there for his people, for his mothers. Shanita, who do we have for prayer requests this morning? 
know that I've seen requests yet, but okay. I know we have some that have come in over the week. Yeah. Uh, we're praying for Brian and Kate. We're Brian praying for Greg Kate. and Sunshine. Greg and Sunshine. for Tanya, for Sue, for Steve to receive the gospel. You might have a few days left to live. For Rena, for my friend Jill, for Joe and Gemma, for Kyler. Okay. Keep those prayer requests coming. Um, you guys, uh, you can uh, send them also to uh, David at DavidHebner.tv or admin at DavidHebner.tv. want to pray for you. Um, and we're going to uh, be praying for you now. Uh, by the way, if you would like to know more about this ministry, you can text the word CHOSEN to 91999. You can call 844-806-0006. If you'd like to be a part of the ministry, pray for us, give to us. Uh, 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 tithe, uh, give donations. You can go to davidhevner.tv forward slash give. Okay. I'm going to be praying for each and every one of our mothers. But listen, guys, uh, just because you're a guy doesn't mean you're not a mother. Like I said, God has no man or woman in the spiritual realm. Okay. We are spirits. Uh, when we're born in the flesh. He assigns us uh, uh, our, des our uh, destination as far as the sexuality and our designation. Uh, that is true. Okay, that is true. But as far as uh, spiritual, doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, maybe you're broken, maybe you've had a broken relationship uh, with your parents. Um, we're praying for a healing this morning. Um, and who else Give do we have? Pete, our sympathy. He Pete. buried his mother yesterday, but we are so grateful to know that she is in heaven with the Lord. And that's a huge comfort. Yeah, Pete, our heart's out to you. You buried your mother yesterday. Um, Betty and Ruben. Betty, praying for you and, and Reuben. Because Jesus paid it all. I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me thy all in all. Listen. Jesus paid it all. Oh, to him I owe. Sin has left a crimson stain. He's washed me white as snow. Folks, Jesus paid it all. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you have to do. And when I talk about deeds, there's nothing you can do in the realm of salvation except repent. Because Jesus paid it all. You see, the Father sent His only Son to die for you and me on the cross. And you say, David, I'm backslidden. I'm not where God wants me to be. That's right. Right now, Father, those that are crying out that says, I'm not where you want me to be, the backsliders, I'm asking that you put your hand on them right now as they come back to you. That a healing will occur right now emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually. As people are broken with broken relationships, I'm asking, Father, that the bitterness be taken away, the unforgiveness be taken away. 
that there's a healing right now of, of unforgiveness that's been going on for years and someone's being healed right now. We thank you, Father. The demon of bitterness is now being cast out. There's someone listening saying, I don't know, God. I thought I did right now where you are. God is welcoming, welcoming you into eternity. You say, Father, I believe you sent your son on me, to a son for me, and I know that I'm a sinner, and I'm willing to follow Jesus the rest of my life. And this is just the beginning. God, I know I'm human. I know I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm here for you, and I'm telling you, I'm giving you everything. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to know for the beyond the shadow of a doubt that you are now a child of God and you are now going to live with him for eternity. Nothing good I have where by grace to claim I wash my garments white in the blood of Calvary's Lamb. Jesus paid it all. Oh, to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed me white as snow. You've been washed. You've been washed as white as snow. I love you guys. I appreciate you all. Thanks for being with me here on Mother's Day. Please pray for us. We want to pray for you. This is our church. I hope it's yours. Don't belittle this because we don't meet in person. God gave us this opportunity. He knew this day and time, 2,000 years ago, this would be our church. He knew you would be here. He knew I would be here. He knew exactly what happened a while ago when I believe this demon pulled up. He knew that. And I'm also believing, and as so I was praying for, and I know you all were praying while this demon was here, what I believed was a demon. You all played for, prayed for protection. And I had to do a silent eviction on this demon. And I believe that we were uh, had protection around us. You all prayed. But also we have angels around us, all right? Um, if you would, I just need to say this. I want to send you all the Last Evangelist DVD, and I'd like to send you the End Times Investigation DVD and also my two new books. I'd like to send those to you guys. Um, if you don't have the money, just tell me. I'll send them to you anyway. But we do need uh, financial provision for this ministry. It's my two uh, new books here. Um, you can uh, text the word CHOSEN to 91999. Or you can go to davidhevener.tv forward slash give or call 844-806-0006. I love you guys. I appreciate you all. Oh, don't forget lastevangelist.com. We're making episode two about the vaccine. Go there. You can uh, pray for us. You can donate, become um, an actor, get your name on a special thank you. Uh, Shanita, before we go, any anything else? Yeah, Chance is with us from Ghana. Chance. Exciting to have a new continent. Chance from Ghana, new continent. Thank you, Chance. God bless you. And Pamela, just to tell you, 
sacrifice for her mother and her grandson Josh. Okay, I'm playing for your mother and your grandson Josh, lifting them before the throne. Okay. Marjorie's uh, healing. Marjorie's healing. Believing in that. Believing for that. Uh, I want to pray for you guys uh, right now. Thank you, Father, for loving us. Thank you for the people you have sent to us. Thank you for us going to them. Thank you for you being here right now. I'm praying for a for a uh, commanding a healing in Jesus name on each and every child listening to this broadcast. Not only each and every child, but their family members, but their friends that they've been praying for. And Father, I'm asking for a supernatural miracle to happen in your children's lives. And we're thanking you for the mothers, the ones that are here, the ones that aren't, the ones of yesterday, the ones of today, and if your son doesn't come back, the ones of tomorrow. Thank you for giving us the power to heal, to cast out demons, to preach the truth, and to raise the dead. In Jesus' name. God's blessing on Zach, his desire to be part of this ministry. God's blessing on Zach to be part of this ministry. If you want to be part of the ministry, part of the church, would you uh, email us, please? Tell us you want to be part of the congregation, that you want to be a member. And the reason I say membership is I don't believe, you know, you have to be a member of a church. That's not what I'm saying. But membership means that we can stay in contact with you. It means that um, we can connect with you. It means that a certain level of uh, commitment, okay? But it's not necessary, but I would like to extend that if it's possible, if you guys would like to become a member of the church. No obligation. Uh, maybe you can pray for us if you'd like to to give to us, uh, help out financially, it'd be great, but no obligation. Uh, but we do want to pray for you, <clears throat> okay? Um, also, if you're not a member of David Heavener TV, please go and support us. It's the only platform we can stay on where truth can be told, 100% truth. Folks, don't you want the truth to be told? Help us out. Go to davidhevener.tv and sign up now. You say, David, I probably may not go there a lot, but you know what? One day you will when there's no place else to go. All right. And I promise you, I think you will go there. We've got 20 channels now. We have a 24-7 channel. Pretty soon we'll be live, 24, uh, live seven days a week, 24-7. And it's because of the faithful prayers, warriors, and also people that have uh, been our subscribers and been willing to give to the ministry. Folks, we've taken this to the streets. We're taking it to the cities. We're taking it to the villages, to the country. What? We're taking the truth about God, who God's character really is. I'm tired of God's character being assassinated on a Sunday morning all across America and across the rest of the world. It's not who God is. When people go into most of these churches, that's not God. That's a God they made up so they can keep the, keep the machine uh, turning. You know, it's a business, but it ain't God's business. All right, I love you guys. Happy Mother's Day. God bless you and we'll see you. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I love you guys. God bless you.